Hi, ever wonder what it's like to work another profession or live in the underworld? Listen to Unsuspecting Riders give a 10 to 15 minute personal masterclass as I spontaneously interview them as they enter my taxi. I'm your host, Simon Rushton, and this is Taxi Chronicles. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have the lovely Abby in the car, and she's in the medical industry, medical secretary. I, sh- I hope I'm getting her title right. If she, if I don't, she can correct me. And, <laughs> and we're just going to hear what it takes to become a medical secretary. So nice to have you in the car today, Abby. Thank you. It's lovely speaking with you. Okay. First question is, what kind of child were you when you were in school? Um, I was definitely... The thing is, I, I did really well in school, but I never really enjoyed school. I always sort of found it a bit of a chore and I always felt like you're kind of, you know, when you go into year seven or whatever, you're you're 11, 12, and you're sort of forced to be friends with like all these kinds of people. You're all stuck together. You all have to make it work somehow and things like that. So I always found school to be quite hard socially in a way because, you know, you can't really choose your own friends so much but I did do very well in school and I excelled at sort of English and um, theatre things like that I really enjoyed so I was definitely more creative but um, I've always been very outgoing and quite confident and in my role as a as a medsec that's that's definitely helped me a lot get into that and it sort of helped me to excel in my role actually so I think uh, my my job that I do now, a lot of it is more common sense. So when I look back to my school days, I always think, you know, um, all the all the things I learned is great. But when you leave school and some people choose to go to uni, others choose to go straight, get a job. Um, me choosing to just go get a job I think was the best option actually because I found that all jobs now including ones that uni graduates go into the main thing you need is common sense and experience and it gets you a lot further than having a degree obviously if you're something like a doctor or a lawyer those are things you definitely need but that you're having common sense and just sort of having a good attitude towards working is is what gets you far and as a in any kind of job really i think when you left school yeah how many gcses did you get i had right so seen above Seven, seven gcses okay so i think you've got the master english yeah as a principal yeah, well, actually, um, I never managed to pass maths, but English, I was A star A, but maths I could just never do. My whole life, I've never been able to do maths. Okay. So, so, you, still, so you still managed to get into the job? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So you went straight from school into the job? Yeah, so I went from straight from school into an apprenticeship, and I actually did an apprenticeship in childcare, didn't wasn't really for me I enjoyed it but it wasn't it wasn't going to be great money in the long run and things like that uh, so I left there and then I just worked as a waitress for a little while whilst I figured out what I really wanted to do why wasn't the 
money in uh, sort of childcare for you? Do you know what? I just thought of it as, do I want to be doing this for the rest of my life? And it, it, the answer was just no. That that was it really, and it it wasn't great pay, you know. Considering how much those ladies do every day, they're really they're really not paid all that great. And I just thought I don't want to, I don't really want to do this forever. And then just got a random little job whilst I figured out what I did want to do. Okay. And then I was lucky enough to get my um, medical secretary apprenticeship, and I did very well in it. Luckily. How long was your apprenticeship? Um, it was it was about a year, and then they. Um, took me on full time. So what is a medical, because it's not hands on, if it's a medical, correct me if I'm wrong, um, what does it entail? So we just, we um, we look after the private doctors, so we book their clinics, we look after, we um, speak with their patients, bookings, you know, booking diagnostics, things like that, all the sort of admin side of what needs to be done, we do. So, so I suppose you need to have a basic, a bit more than a basic understanding of the, of the kind of things you're going to be talking about in relation to your um, work colleague, the doctor. Yeah. So the, the thing is, once you get into the role, you start to pick up medical terminology quite quick, I think. Okay. And you'd be surprised, you know, even though there's so many different kinds of doctors, a lot of the time the terminology is similar and eventually you sort of catch on and like I said with the common sense you can sort of figure things out for yourself a lot but um, but yeah it's definitely you know that's probably the most challenging part of it knowing what what's what the the names for everything things like that sometimes a, a surgery can have the longest name I've ever seen and I wouldn't even be able to tell you one off the top of my head right now <laughs> okay Definitely confidence. You need to be confident in yourself and what you're doing because if you sound like you don't have a clue, um, that patient is not is gonna put make them uneasy. They're gonna catch on to the the feeling that you feel, you know, you don't know what you're doing. The best thing that I tell everyone who I meet who gets into my role, I just tell them never say I don't know find out <laughs> because otherwise you're gonna make yourself sound really unprofessional um, the patient's gonna think you don't know what you're doing you know they could go back and say that to your consultant you work for so you just always have to have confidence and even if you don't know never say you don't know find out tell them sort of thing so that but yeah confidence and common sense are the most important things to have otherwise you're not gonna really be able to get very far, I don't think. And that leads into my next question, which is, what would you say you know now that you wish you knew when you started? That's a very good question. I wish I knew that it would be as hard as it is now to sort of, you know, it's, when you when you're a teenager you can't wait to like be older and be like oh I'll be working making money things like that but you don't realize all of the responsibilities that come with it like at all until you're actually doing it and in the medical secretary field 
if you're in a role and then you think, do you know what, I want to try something else, I want to try and get into somewhere else with a different type of consultant, it's extremely hard now to 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 find medical secretary roles, actually. Is it? Yeah, it's really not... There's so many, there's a lot of people who want the job? Or? Well, there's a lot of people who want the job, but also there's lots of people who've stayed in those jobs for years and years and years. Those dead man's shoes. Yeah, and have lots and lots of experience compared to you. You know, if I went for a role and another woman went for the role, but she's been working as a medical secretary for 15 years, I've been doing it for two, it, her chances of getting it are much more high than mine would be, you know? you're going to have to be at your workplace for at least five years oh yeah definitely yeah to, to have the to get just get more more and more experience and get more money exactly because you get more money by changing jobs yes exactly but you've got to make sure you've got the experience built up to leave that job and find a new one what is the impact you want to have on the world impact I want to have on the world I think that in today's society, this day and age, people, every everyone, all kinds of people, all ages, everyone lives with such worry every day, you know, worrying about bills, worrying about, you know, things they've got to pay off or worrying about how they look, I've noticed is such a big one. But people always need to remember that it's not how you look that gets you anywhere, you know, it's the kind of person you are. And I wish that more people could feel more confident in who they are rather than what they look like. Because who you are is what's going to get you where you need to be and where you're meant to be, you know, mm. not how you look. And I feel like young people now, because of social media and stuff, I mean, I have social media, you know, I, I love social media, but I do recognise that it's really not a good influence, really, I don't think, um, in a lot of ways. I think so much of it is, isn't real is fake and people make out they've got these amazing lives like being an influencer and it just sort of I think it sort of ruins people's perception of reality if I'm honest you know I think it makes people think that they should look a certain way be a certain way have a certain job have certain materialistic things so your impact would be I'd want to the people that I'm friends with and when I'm older and have a family and have children, I'd want my kids to always remember that they're, that they're, you know, who they are is the most important thing and to never lose that. So yeah, I'd, I think that I'd want my impact to be that anyone that I come into contact with throughout the rest of my life, I want them to feel as though they can always be themselves and not have to to worry about what people think of them, you know? Just just be you. I don't know. I don't know what you'd call that, but... <laughs> that's, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Is, this, is it a stressful job? And if so, how do you do pressure release for yourself? Yeah, um, I mean, of course, yeah, it can definitely be just stressful sometimes, you know? Patients can get very stressed out with you, you know, be a bit rude sometimes, but it's nothing we're not used to. But in my free time I really love going out with my friends 
that's like my number one thing to do. Love to go out for some cocktails. But um, I'm a big, big movie buff. Okay. I absolutely love movies. I always have my whole life. My favourite ever movie is Edward Scissorhands really? uh, with Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's my favourite film. Is it film. because of Johnny Depp or is it because of the actual movie? It's because of the actual movie. Um, I think I watched it when I was about four or five and I understood it so well and I was crying and I thought, oh, why is she leaving him? You know, like I understood it so well and I think, I, yeah, so it's just always been my, my favourite movie ever since because it just makes me feel... Happy, you know. I do. I am guilty of loving Johnny Depp. Um, I do love anything with Johnny Depp. But um, I do. I love films in general. I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan. I like. I like Tarantino movies. I like kind of the old '80s cringy, cheesy horror movies. <laughs> I think they're my guilty pleasure sometimes, but. No, I, I absolutely love movies. I think that it's kind of becoming a bit of a dying art now, though, you know? Everything's on... Um... When I was a kid, I couldn't wait to go to the cinema. You know, that was, like, my favourite thing to do. And now, obviously, with the pandemic, so many have had to shut down. We've still got the drive-ins open. Yeah, we've got the drive-ins, but there's not, there's not as many movies being released at box offices. They're all on streaming services now like Amazon, Netflix, yeah, you know, so, that, so there's not really that much of an excitement anymore to be like, oh, go to cinema and see that, like, <laughs> it sounds like such a simple thing, but it's something that I actually do really miss, I feel like, you know, the pandemic's just sort of taken those little, little luxuries away, and yeah. I miss the, miss the small things about it. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. Well, thanks a lot for that. It's been a great interview. Thanks so much. And we'll catch you later. Great. We hope you liked that interview. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe to get the latest daily episode. Ever considered investing in a continent with the fastest growing economy and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources? Then listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you will hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am.